The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Honolulu Blue Friday, presented by our friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Inside this hour, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com will give us his thoughts on what will be a rainy day at the big house against Indiana, where Michigan is a huge favorite. Also, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, NFL columnist, insider, one of the best nationally, coast-to-coast. He'll be by... Next hour, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Tony Anissa, head football coach at top-ranked Ferris State. D2 powerhouse, back-to-back national champions. Their biggest regular season game of the year is tomorrow in Allendale, Michigan, on the west side of the state against powerful Grand Valley State. We'll talk to Coach Anise later. First, let's begin hour two with Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He joins us on a Honolulu Blue Football Friday. How you doing, my man? Doing well. I'm drinking the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid right now. I'll say that. Hey, have you tried that Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft yet? I have not. It's awesome. It's vodka, okay. blue, blue raspberry lemonade, and the can uh, has the colors, the team colors right there. It's fantastic. It really, it really is cool. Make sure you try it, okay? If you don't try it, I'm not going to be able to put you on the air anymore. I'll try it this weekend. Do that. It's perfect for the tailgate. Uh, and you're a big tailgate guy. I, I don't want you getting hammered in the press box. You're bringing up like a six-pack of Honolulu Blue. Sammy's like, hey, touch job, man. Touch job. All right. So the weather, uh, you know, this weather is going to be horrible until uh, late Saturday when that high-pressure ridge moves through uh, the state of Michigan. I, I guess it would help Indiana to a point I don't know how much weather with, you know, turf fields and all the drainage and the modern side of this game, but uh, will the weather change what you're thinking? I, I still believe Indiana will have a tough time scoring a point. Maybe it's 28 nothing instead of 42 nothing. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes the weather like this favors the underdog because, you know, when you have more talent, it can maybe be slowed down a little bit by rain and, you know, different wet conditions and that stuff, but Really, you know, some of the time I look at it more of, well, who can run the ball better? I mean, that's clearly Michigan. Indiana has really struggled there, and actually their strength has been dropping back and passing this year. They got a new offensive coordinator, 
uh, coming out of the bye week here, who was an analyst on staff, uh, Rod Carey, who was a head coach at Northern Illinois, won a couple of MAC championships and at Temple as well. And apparently, you know, talking to people down in Bloomington, the big thing is he's going to play to their strength, and that's throwing the football. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, uh, you know, in, in how effective that will be, not only against this Michigan defense, but also in this weather. So, yeah, it should be interesting. And also be a partial solar eclipse during the game as well. It's going to be cloudy, so I'm not sure we'll see all of it, but a lot of different weather stuff going on on, on Saturday. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com also just signed a two-year deal with the Weather Channel after that breakdown <laughs> right there. Uh, this Michigan team, uh, when you look at how they're uh, eating the clock, which with the new timing rules can be a plus or hurt teams if you're trailing, but can help a team when you're in control because the other side may get a little reckless uh, with getting out of their offense. Speed to the ball. Uh, they're not being ravaged by injuries right now. I mean, this is this is close to the perfect season in progress for Hardball and the Wolverines. Yeah, you mentioned it, the eating the clock. I saw a stat this week. I'm, I'm guessing you probably saw the same one, that they have the slowest-paced offense in the country, and a lot of that is they've won six games in a row by 24 or more points. First time they've done that since 1992. When you have big leads like that, you're going to run the ball, you're going to slow down the the clock, so maybe it'll you know it'll be uh, have a little bit of an uptick as the games get tougher. Whenever that is, probably November. Um, but yeah, they're kind of slowing things down. They're huddling now uh, as opposed to kind of going with no huddle. Not that they were super up tempo in the last few years, but they're doing that. And like you said, I mean they're cycling a bunch of guys through the last two weeks. Seventy-two of the seventy-four guys that traveled to Nebraska played. Seventy-three of the seventy-four that traveled to Minnesota played. You're seeing them build that depth, keep guys healthy. I mean, Blake Corum last week had only nine carries. I think he only has 83 on the season, which is crazy to think. He's, he's nearing 500 yards, um, and it's just kind of been ho-hum. So I think that's been a real focus for them is making sure that they have a lot of different guys. If somebody goes down, that they need guys to step up, uh, like we saw at the end of last season. But they're also playing it so that hopefully those guys don't go down by not overloading their workload. So I think they've, they've really handled this well. And you're still winning in, in blowout fashion. You're still getting the starters a lot of work. But J.J. McCarthy has still only thrown four passes in the fourth quarter this season. Uh, that's kind of, you know, tells you everything you need to know in terms of how smooth this has been. They have been in total control come the fourth quarter each and every week. And it's kind of like watching them and the Lions. They haven't had a, a Seattle game like the Lions did, but right. uh, how good golf has been for the Lions, how good McCarthy has been, and how valuable both are to their teams. It's really the only thing that could derail either season uh, would be uh, losing your QB. McCarthy's leadership, when I read about him giving NIL money to his O-line, when you look at the you know hardball posing, uh, like he's at a frat party with you know pictures minus uh, anything uh, to do with alcohol, but uh, just a, a great feel. And considering they're two-time defending Big Ten champs, considering Michigan has been to the Final Four the last two years, Clayton, to even feel like this team has gone next level really puts them in that national championship conversation in my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's just they leveled up from 21 to 22, and I feel like I'm right there with you. I think they've leveled up this year. And the last couple of weeks have looked really good, but before that it was it was kind of boring, you know, and people weren't really talking about them all that much, and a lot of that was because of the schedule. 
So I do think they're still kind of flying a little bit under the radar in terms of the national conversation. Uh, and I think that they're fine with that until they get to Penn State, really, on November 11th. And then you kind of have that three-game, I, I would call it the beginning to the playoff stretch, where you have Penn State at Maryland and then Ohio State coming to the big house. So I think you're right. I mean, quietly, they look much more um, you know, ready to compete for a national title than they did even a year ago. And really, they were six points away, and, and they shouldn't have lost that game to TCU. Oh. Uh, so they would have been, they already would have been in that game mm. a year ago if they would have played, you know, how they should have on that on New Year's Eve. So I, I think they look even better. And then when you look around the country too, Georgia's coming off a really impressive win, but they, they don't look like the Georgia, I think of last year or even the year before, um, especially. And there doesn't seem to be that one dominant team out there. So it just feels like with this window, and who knows if J.J. McCarthy will come back. I don't think it's a given that he leaves. But, um, you know, you look at the window with the talent they have now. This may be the year for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Uh, I think it's certainly their best chance. As we said, coming into the year, now we're six games in, and you look around the country, and it, it feels even more that way. And I still can't believe that Michigan hasn't hit the acceleration button on a deal for Harbaugh. But if they don't, and he ends up coaching the Chargers next year, uh, so be it. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. You can follow Michigan football and also Michigan basketball. Pick to finish 11th uh, in that Big Ten media day poll. Uh, Wolverine football, though, rolling number one in CBSSports.com. Uh, 133 uh, polls, so they surpassed Georgia there at CBSSports.com. Clayton, enjoy the Indiana game. We'll talk next week. Look ahead to that mighty matchup in East Lansing between the Wolverines and the Spartans, both coming down that same tunnel at Spartan Stadium. (laughs) Throw the records out. That's right. No, don't throw the records out. Tim Stout yesterday from Lansing, Stout on Sports, said his early line, now that's not off the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board, but his early line was, uh, Michigan minus 24, and if State loses to Rutgers, he said he's going to push that up over four touchdowns. Michigan has a road favorite at Spartan Stadium with the Maize and Blue Nation buying up all those secondary market tickets. Wow. Wow. That is – I haven't even thought about a line, but that that is crazy to think about. Could you imagine if Michigan is a four-touchdown favorite going into East Lansing? Yeah, yeah it's unheard of. Unheard of. That almost that almost makes Mel Tucker cancel his FaceTime app. That is that bad, that, that close there. Clayton, we love you, buddy, okay? Right back at you. Yeah, yeah Clayton, you're crazy. As Clayton said, you're crazy, kid. You're crazy. All right, a lot of action happening. College football tonight, tomorrow. You got the NFL Sunday and Monday. Uh, you need to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Now they're hooking up new customers with a huge offer. So if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code HUGE when you sign up. You can bet 5 bucks on any game this weekend to score 200 instantly in bonus bets. And if you're already a customer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, every game day in October, uh, existing customers can take advantage of huge offers from DraftKings So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code HUGE when you sign up. And like I mentioned, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on any game. That's code HUGE 
only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. From St. Joseph to Midland. This show is huge. And now to the chopper for our traffic report. There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five, save five dollars sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five, save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh, my. The boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks. The show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on a Honolulu Blue Friday presented by Coppercraft Distillery on the huge show across Michigan. Let's go talk about the NFL, the Lions at Tampa and more. Russell Wilson last night. Man, that dude looks like he needs to just sit down or retire. Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist insider is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my friend? Hey, what's going on? All right, uh, I'll get to the Wilson story in a moment. Your, your thoughts on the Lions? I mean, my Lord, I saw Pro Football Focus had them uh, right there with the Eagles and the Niners to win the NFC, one of three. Uh, most power polls have them top five now. Uh, they keep doing things we've never seen on and off the field in the history of the franchise. What's that national perspective this week on the Lions? Yeah, they're really good, and I mean, I thought last week was telling for them. I mean, no Gibbs, no St. Brown, and you're like, okay, I mean, they probably beat the Panthers, but this is going to be a struggle for them. I mean, especially Monra is so big to what they do. They just blasted the Panthers. I know the Panthers aren't a good team. I get that, but 
it said something that, you know, Goff still goes out and throws for three touchdowns. They look really, really good. They didn't miss some key guys. That's that's a sign of a really good team. You look back at their season, I mean, they've beat the Chiefs. They've, they've looked pretty good so far. The loss of the Seahawks is aging well. The Seahawks are a good team, too. And that was in overtime. So, yeah, I, I, I don't look, I don't think they're on the same level as especially the 49ers. I probably don't think they're on the same level as the Eagles. But they also are, I mean, unless, I can't even imagine a realistic scenario in which they don't win the division. I mean, they should win this division by five games. Like, I mean, really, seriously. And if you can, you're playing such a weak division, why not? maybe you can get home field for at least an Eagles game. Maybe, maybe the whole thing. Maybe the number one seed if the 49ers slip up a little bit. So it's it's all good for the Lions right now. I think the only people, nationally anyway, the only thing holding people back is it's the Detroit Lions. And the history there, never winning, you know, no one playoff win since 57, no division title since 93. You guys know all the facts. I think that that's what's holding back from people being all in on this Lions team because – if you just put on the tape and you just watch them and you don't know the history and you just are watching this team in a vacuum, they're one of the NFL's best teams. Hard stop. Like They are really, really good in all phases of the game right now. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan on a Honolulu Blue Football Friday. The thing I look at, and I said it last summer uh, when we were talking and on my statewide show, if the Lions could get home field advantage, I said this July, August, June, if they could get home field advantage, I believe that's their only path to winning the NFC and getting to the Super Bowl. Now watching them play, it's true. But, man, the Niners, they they look as good as any NFL team I've ever seen. They, they look that deep everywhere. There's not a weakness on that team. Absolutely, I agree with that. And, you know, things happen, injuries happen. Uh, you know, the Eagles are going to get – did it right. I think they're, I mean, they're 5-0. Like, they're, we're nitpicking the Eagles. They're a really, really good roster. Teams like the Bills or the Chiefs or the Lions or whatever could beat them. But right now, as we speak, if, you know, you do power rankings like I do, and you're even thinking twice about who's your number one team you're doing, you're, you're just being a contrarian. The 49ers are on a tier by themselves right now. They're unbelievable. Like, you know, no weakness at all. Like, and any weakness they might have, like their cornerbacks, I guess, aren't great, but their linebackers cover half the field. So who cares? Their pass rush gets home all the time, so it doesn't matter. It's, it's pretty incredible how good they are. I mean, it is. I was skeptical about Purdy, and there's been this, you know, debate all week about, oh, is Purdy just a system guy? Is he really that talented? Who cares? The NFL is a results-based business, and the results are unbelievable for that guy. That's all that matters. He's playing at this level he's at, and why wouldn't it continue? Because he's still going to be throwing to Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and handing it to McCaffrey and Shanahan still in his ear calling the plays. So he's probably going to remain at this level, and that makes the 49ers a really scary team. You look at the rest of the NFC North, the Bears did shock me what they did to Washington. I know they get the Vikings this weekend. Packers, it's still a training year for Love. I, I, I like the way they're coached, but you know, I, I don't think Love is going to be the guy to supplant uh, the Lions. I, I think the Lions will run away with the NFC North and win easily. The big question is, with Jefferson going on the IR for at least four games with the Vikings, and the Vikings looking where they're at, hey, you know, this quarterback class in that draft in Detroit in April could be one of the best you've ever seen. Could Cousins end up, uh, I guess, the 
uh, ideal spot would be a New York Jet for a one-year rental. Yeah, and I think the answer to that's obviously yes, that he should. The, the Vikings should trade him at this point. I know you always harbor this hope, right? And they are the best one in four team in football, no doubt. They've been really unlucky, but you're still one in four without Justin Jefferson going forward for at least a month. You got to be realistic. Cousins is a free agent after the season. So I think the answer to the question is yes, you trade him, but there's a lot of moving pieces here. He has a no trade clause. Does he want to waive that? Can the salaries fit? I mean, you got to make sure that that all works out. I, do the Jets want to give up high draft picks for another old quarterback? I. Maybe, but all of a sudden, you've invested a ton of money into a, a or a ton of picks into you know a guy who's on injured reserve and a rental. And if if the Jets aren't willing to give up valuable draft picks, are the Vikings just giving Kirk Cousins away and completely tanking your season? That's not how NFL teams operate. Even even though we can sit here and talk about oh Caleb Williams, Drake May, blah blah blah. NFL teams usually don't just give up. They don't want to be uncompetitive week after week because that's how guys lose their jobs in the front office and on the coaching staff. So I don't know. I don't know if it gets done. I think that's the obvious move. But like I said, there, there's a lot of uh, boxes that are going to have to get checked before Kirk Cousins gets moved, and, and we'll see. I, I honestly don't think he will. I don't think he will get traded because there are just so many variables here. But it's what they should do because, I mean, you've got to be kind of realistic about your options here. Can the Bears save this season? Bay, you know, Fields eight touchdowns the last two games. They really look good uh, on that Thursday night game in Washington. Is that just the fact that they played uh, Broncos and Washington, or or could this be a salvation season uh, for that coaching staff and Fields? I I just think it's a mirage playing two bad teams. The Commanders are really really unprepared on Thursday night. I, I worry about Ron Rivera being the first coach fired now. I, I don't think the, the Bears turn us around. I think they're a bad football team and are going to remain a bad football team. But it sure looks a lot better than it did two weeks ago, right? Like I mean, at least there's some hope for not only them but Fields as well. Uh, Fields has looked good the last two weeks, and I don't know where this leads up. I do not believe that. You would choose to keep Justin Fields over drafting Caleb Williams if it comes to that, if the Panthers get that first pick and the Bears take it. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's at least going to make it a conversation, right? Like, the Bears already know how valuable trading the first overall pick can be for a quarterback. What if you do that two years in a row and you keep Fields and you put trust in him? All of a sudden you've got you're just stockpiling pick after pick after pick for some team that, that would happily move up to draft Caleb Williams. So, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. I don't think the, I think the Bears end up with five wins somewhere in there. But I think the, the key to their the whole season is how does Fields look? Where, where does the Panthers draft pick land? Where, how does some of the younger players come along? Because these are all important questions as they start to build. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, final thoughts here on our NFL conversation. As much as I want to pile on with the rest of the football nation on Russell Wilson and his play with Denver, Sean Payton doesn't look comfortable. Looks like he has buyer's remorse that he came back uh, to coach in the NFL, looked much more relaxed uh, doing TV. But I, I think it's, yeah, it's Wilson. But also, I, I just don't like what Peyton is trying to do with that team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. He looks like a guy who was happy coming back to a decent team, but he wasn't really prepared to go to a bad team. Like, it's, he's, he's, in, he's, in, he's down bad right now. I mean, 
He, he missed. He, I mean, he even admits he made a terrible mistake calling timeout before a punt that kind of helped the Chiefs get three points last night before halftime. And yeah, Russell Wilson's getting all the the scorn or whatever, and he's looked bad the last couple of weeks. But he hasn't really been the main problem. I don't think he's been fine before these last two games, but he was terrible last night. And I think the Broncos have a lot of head cases in their locker room, maybe that they need to start cleaning out. Maybe starting with Jerry Judy and. I, this is probably not what Sean Payton signed up for. I get it. He's making eighteen million a year. Like, great. Like, that's awesome. But he doesn't look like a guy who has any answers right now. I do believe he's a good coach, but this is a bad season for him. And and the thing about the Broncos, it's not just okay. They're bad this season. Yeah, we all know that. It's this Wilson contract isn't going away. Like this is going to be a thing for the Broncos for at least two more years, mm. whether they cut them, trade them, keep them, whatever. It's still nothing they can get out of realistically for two more years with the cap hits. It's all the picks they've traded for Peyton and Wilson. And that should be the kind of the core of your, the middle of your roster. This young, cheap depth. And they have none of it. I usually say, you know, in three years you can rebuild in the NFL. It's not that hard, as hard as people make it. You need to, you need to be good. You need to have good drafts, good for agency periods. For the Broncos, it's going to take much longer than three years because of just all of what they've given up for Peyton and Wilson with absolutely, possibly no return on investment. Uh, it, this is at least a five-year project for the Broncos to dig out of this. And for people here in Colorado, I'm based here in Colorado, they're fed up at a level I've never seen in my 20 years living here where – uh, just outright, I'm not watching this team anymore. Why would I go to the games anymore? Why, why would I waste my time on these guys? It, the, the level of frustration and now apathy towards the Broncos. I think people are more than happy to be like, hey, we got a good hockey team here. We got an NBA championship basketball team here. I'd rather watch these guys than, than watch this failure of a Broncos season. Mm. Ah, from Bowling to Elway uh, to the fumble at Mile High. My Lord, yeah, the and they, there, are, there are more franchises now where I look, and it seems like the Lions, <laughs> the Lions right. are sitting here as a potential Super Bowl contender. Right. It can't happen fast, and I do think where going back to what we said about Cousins and even the Russell Wilson situation, that this draft coming up in Detroit in April, the NFL draft, this could be one. Of, and again, everything is a crapshoot, right? You know, you look at no one saw Stroud as being the best quarterback and what he's doing with Houston, that a lot of these teams are going to say, we have our future QB uh, in late April out of that Detroit NFL draft. And you may see a lot of movement, seismic shifts that you normally don't see with some NFL teams. You really could, yes. I mean, because... I mean, for all the Caleb Williams thing is out of control. Where I, I've joked about it, but it's only half joking. Where every time a team throws an incomplete pass, I see somewhere on social media, oh, they're changing for Caleb Williams. He's going to be the busiest dude I've ever seen because he's playing for like twenty-three teams next year. If you read social media, he's only going to one team. Drake May's only going to one team, and that means other teams that maybe you know were just bad this season, but not bad enough to get the top two pick. What do they do? What are the New England Patriots? Let's say New England Patriots go three and fourteen and get the third pick of the draft. What do you do? You're so stuck. You're not. You're not getting a quarterback. That's changing your outlook. You go sign Kirk Cousins. You go trade for Justin Fields. You're right. This is going to be an off season because of the teams that miss out on Caleb Williams and Drake May, who's a really good prospect too. What do you do then? What you you still have a quarterback problem to fix? You still are like a three or four win team. 
And now you got to get desperate because, you know, Caleb Williams didn't fall in your lap. So I think there's going to be a few teams like that that kind of change the way we look at this offseason in that there's going to be some huge moves to try to <laughs> to try to fix your quarterback situation because you didn't get one of these great prospects in the draft, even though you're a terrible, terrible football team. But when you look at teams like the Browns with Watson, who is out versus the Niners, yeah. when you look at Wilson, when you're stuck with contracts, even the money – that the Jets have invested in Rodgers doesn't make a quick, easy move to a big name as possible as most Jets fans uh, would want. Uh, It it will be positioning and very interesting how it plays out. Frank, uh, good stuff always with you, my man. Enjoy another weekend of the NFL. Absolutely, I appreciate it. All right, Frank Schraub, Yahoo.com. National NFL Insider joining us on a Honolulu Blue Friday. Presented by Coppercraft Distillery. I do get word if you're in the Grand Rapids area and you're looking where to find that premium canned cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry, lemonade. It's awesome. Uh, Crushed grape. My friends have it there off of Knapp, northeast side of GR by Knapp's Corner. Also, speaking of Knapp's Corner, I think the Meyer location uh, there on the Bell Line, they also have it. Look for it at your local store. If they don't have it, ask for it. Honolulu Blue. Uh, you got the silver and Honolulu blue can. Thinking about tailgating this weekend, even though with the weather or just celebrating big touchdowns. You know, look for Honolulu blue at your local pub, restaurant, or store from our friends at Coppercraft Distillery. They are a Michigan-based company, and they support our Michigan sports teams. We do have our huge question of the day that you can join in on. What's your prediction on the Lions, Michigan, and Michigan State. I'll give you mine. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit MichiganPoliceChiefs.org and start the conversation. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m. And two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for Pumpkin Coin Toss. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Urban U. They are Michigan's number one med spa. They provide services to men and women in the greater Grand Rapids and Detroit metro areas. Also, their laser services are very important and essential for men and women as you age and no matter what you're doing during the summer, whether it's sports, whether it's just hanging out on the dock or on the beach, laser can knock out signs of aging. 
Laser improves sun damage, wrinkles, and skin texture with little to no downtime. And also during the month of October, you can save $250 on laser by booking with Urban U. Go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And now to the chopper for our traffic report. There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five, save five dollars sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five, save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Right now, let's go talk about the Lions in Tampa, Sunday in Florida. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions NFL insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. You know, I was I was looking at the pro football focus list on the Lions offense and where they rank. I mean, yeah, and this is. I think every week we've talked this season almost outside of after the Seattle game. Jeremy is we we keep taking this uh, lion ship into unnavigated or unchartered uh, navigational waters where we're talking about things we're not used to talking about when it comes to the lions. Yeah, yeah, it's it's every advanced statistic, it's every regular statistic, it's it's always something new. The Lions are tweeting out something that they've never done in the past 70 years that they just accomplished. It it truly is uncharted territories and uh it's pretty fun, honestly. <laughs> like it's 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 fun seeing the Lions starting to get talked about in a real way that doesn't feel like oh, look at this quirky Lions team that might be good. It's like, no, this is a good Lions team. We're talking about them and even mentioning the word Super Bowl. Uh, and, and not in a condescending way. And you, you try and not search for the negative, but you know when you're writing a story with Pride of Detroit, or I'm getting ready for the huge show across Michigan and our 19 radio stations, we're so used to finding the negative connected to the Lions, and, and not that I'm looking for it, but maybe the fact you've lost CJ and Mosley, but even after losing them, didn't affect the Carolina game, and granted it was Bryce Young, uh, but this team is sitting basically now with a three-game lead with the one-game head-to-head over the Packers and a three-game lead on the Bears and the Vikings, and you're five games into the season. Yeah, and, and they've done it largely without those two guys, right? Um, you had CJ for a couple games there. You, you really never got any Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, the question is, like, how long can they keep that up in terms of, you know, losing guys to health, um, in terms of their depth, you know, Having C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Emmanuel Mosley may not have affected much on the play on the field, but they were guys that were in the lineup. They were guys that, that you know, everyone who has now stepped up is now the starter, which means the guys that are behind them are even worse. And so, um, you know, there's there's questions about, I, I would say, like the depth now at those positions, but um, they, they have, you know, kind of answered any early, early season questions about their depth. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, those two are long-term injuries, so at, at some point you might dig a little bit deeper in that depth. It, it might be a little bit more challenging, but um, so far so good with, with all the injury replacements you have to be. And, and that's a credit to Brad Holmes and, and the roster he's built. And I think we said all offseason, you know, it's not just about filling out your, your 
starting lineup with stars. It's, it's making sure that there is that depth because injuries are just, they're part of the game at this point, And you hope you don't get hit as hard uh, with them as, as some other teams, but uh, you have to be prepared in case you do. And, and so far the Lions have been prepared. Yeah. If, if you went through going back to game one and you listed game week injuries and who sat out and you said, okay, pick the record of the Lions based on who sat out each game, you would think this would, the record would be flipped. Seriously. Yeah, and, and it's not just on defense too, right? It feels like every every week has been a new offensive line, uh, you know, lineup, and this could be another week where that's true with Jonah Jackson, um, you know, mispractice dealing with an ankle injury. Um, and so, yeah, it, across the board, it seems like the Lions have done a, a relatively stout job, um, and, and it's afforded them the opportunity to sit Amon Ra for a week, to sit Jameer Gibbs for a week or two. Brian Branch, a guy who's been phenomenal, maybe misses two or three games here. Um and, and it looks like they haven't skipped a beat. And it just shows, one, how good the roster is, you know, even even without those guys. And then, two, how, how deep of a team they are. And so um, that's that's a true sign of a really, really good team. And uh, you just wonder if they can ever get themselves to relatively full health, uh, you know, how dangerous they truly can be. And you look at this team, though, and even losing CJ and now Mosley, like we talked about, but in terms of, Quality throwing quarterbacks you're going to face if you're the Lions and Aaron Glenn in that defense. You get Baker Mayfield, who's inconsistent, not the greatest numbers guy throwing on Sunday. You get Lamar Jackson, who looked horrible against the Steelers, and the Steelers have one of the better defensive units in the NFL. You get Garoppolo, and who knows if he'll be healthy for that Monday night game, October 30th, their next home game in downtown Detroit. And then you do get Herbert, who's one of the best in the league in L.A. after the bye week. Then Justin Fields and Jordan Love at home. Think about the quarterbacks you face five out of the next six winnable games. Oh, no question about it. You know, I I, I do respect the job that the Baker Mayfield is doing so far in Tampa, but it's a really small sample size with four games and they're dealing with a whole new offense. So, you know, maybe they haven't faced quite a, a defense like Detroit has uh, yet. And so we'll see how, how they react. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the Lions kind of weathered the storm early with a, a couple challenging quarterbacks and, and Geno Smith and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. They go one and one in those games. And, and really, it's been that way the rest uh, the way. You face three really young quarterbacks uh, in Jordan Love, in uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, and Bryce so Young, it, right? Yeah, Bryce Young. And Bryce Young, yeah, exactly. So um, the Lions have, have proven that they can confuse those quarterbacks. They can they can get to those quarterbacks. and. And so if, if it's more the same in the next five, six, mm. seven weeks, then, then you have to imagine Lions defense is still probably going to look pretty solid. I think about that, uh, just you know, perusing the schedule here. Mayfield on Sunday in Tampa, then Lamar Jackson, obviously a great threat to run, but when he's in the pocket, he looks very average. Then Garoppolo, then Ad Herbert, who we mentioned, but then you get Fields, you get Love at home. Who knows if Derek Carr will be healthy when you go to New Orleans. Uh, to start December, you go to Chicago with Fields, you get Denver at home, you're at Minnesota, and who knows if Kirk Cousins even will be their quarterback as they're playing maybe for Caleb Williams, who knows. You're at Dallas where Dak Prescott can be hit or miss, and then you get Minnesota at home. I mean, you outside of Herbert, tell me, and again, uh, maybe if Cousins stays, but then you got Jefferson who's at least out four in the IR with the hamstring injury, there, there's not a parade of the best in the NFL in, in terms of quarterbacks when you look at the rest of the Lions' schedule. Yeah, no, and, and I think even by some other measures, this is one of the easier schedules remaining on, on, on the books. You know, um, 
DVOA, which is something that, that I like to use a lot. Um, I, I believe they're, you know, the fifth or sixth easiest schedule. I think if you just go by win loss record, the Lions and the Packers, I think are tied with the easiest schedule. Um, again, win loss is probably a little bit early to, to really judge teams by at this point, but it's not nothing. And so, yeah, I think, you know, just added to the list of, of reasons to be really optimistic about this team. They've weathered, I would say, what is maybe the most difficult part of their schedule already. Um, not to say that Tampa isn't going to be tough and, and Baltimore isn't going to be tough and, and Los Angeles in, in a few weeks out of the bye isn't going to be tough. But um, like you said, it, it, it's probably favorable in terms of the quarterbacks you're facing. Um, and, and we know the Lions offense is, is really met every single challenge so far. So you have to imagine at the very least they should be in I guess every other game remaining on their schedule and, and maybe even favored in, I don't know, 10 of 14 or however much, however many we got left. Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, a, a slight underdog at Baltimore, same thing uh, at probably the chargers and who knows again, where the Cowboys uh, will be, but losing digs and Micah Parsons and how good San Francisco looks. It's like, I'm watching that San Francisco Cowboys game, Jeremy. And I'm like, if, if the lions want any shot, uh, winning the NFC, they have got to be at home for all the playoff games. Only chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how the teams look when when it gets to to January. But um, yeah, being indoors, being in your own home crowd, which we we know has just been absolutely crazy at Ford Field in, in the first three home games there so far. Um, it's going to help. No no question about it. Um, you know, I I think they could win in, in Dallas if that's where it goes, but. Yeah, I, I think I think everyone's right now looking up at the 49ers, and you you take any possible advantage you could get facing the Niners. So uh, yeah, home game would would help, certainly help a little bit. Um, but again, you never know. You never know how the 49ers are going to look in in January. Whereas they they certainly look like the best team right now. But um, yeah, I, the Lions. I, that's I think that's where we have to step back and realize like we're talking about seedings uh, here in early October for the Detroit Lions. But that's where we're at with this team. Uh, I, I think we should be looking beyond the division at this point because, as you mentioned, it doesn't look like a very competitive NFC North. And as long as nothing catastrophic happens to the Lions, I think uh, they should have it relatively easily by the time you know we get to mid-December, maybe. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider. Follow Jeremy on Twitter, also proud of Detroit uh, online on the social network. So before I let you go, I had some early conversation today off of reading Twitter this morning and there was some talk out of Detroit that, you know, from, you know, the sports radio types that, you know, JMO should be uh, packaged so they can get defensive help. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I watch the evolution of Miami and where two all of a sudden is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I look at what JMO can bring to the table glimpses we've seen and, and barely any action and I'm like, when he gets settled in and his speed and ability to separate and force defensive coordinators and units in game, before games, to chase him, do you know how open Laporte is going to be underneath or Gibbs is going to be underneath? That That is a weapon. It's not about him having to catch the ball like Tyreek Hill. Just his speed will be a game changer. Yeah, no question. And, and that's what every Lions coach has said. Um, thus far it's just we we're excited for just what the things that we are able to do with him in the lineup that we aren't able to do right now and and you see how explosive they are already if they've got another dimension Mm. to where they can go um you have to imagine like then we're starting to talk about this 
offense in, um, among the ranks of guys of, of teams like the, the Dolphins. Not sure they're going to hang 70 on every opponent or anything like that, but it gives Ben Johnson another weapon, another dimension, another way to, to frustrate opposing defensive coordinators. And, and given what Ben Johnson has done with every other weapon on this team, you have to imagine he's going to find a way to use Jameson Williams in a way that's either going to make him very explosive and, and dangerous, or like you said, maybe it opens up stuff for everyone else underneath. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I I get the appeal of trying to trade Jameson for maybe a defensive playmaker where, where maybe they're a little bit thinner on that side of the ball because of injuries. But, I mean, let let them at least unwrap the gift before we, we re-gift Amen. it to someone else. I'm with you, Jeremy. And also when I look at uh, the fact of the Dolphins who gave up 48 in Buffalo and Detroit had that game, but it was at home uh, with Seattle. So we'll see what happens. Lions top five pretty much in every NFL power poll, the uncharted waters uh, continue. Lions at Tampa, 425, Sunday afternoon feature game on Fox. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. Always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, No problem. Anytime. Big. Bad. Huge.